GMGM, everyone. Bonjour. Guten Morgen. Dobre utro. Labrit. That is basically the way how we do it here in Vet3 space in Europe. I'm happy to have everyone on weekly episode of Origins XYZ, the Web3 show about the origins of the biggest OGs in the space with this European spirit. We're live every Tuesday, 2 p.m. GMT. And as always, I'm your host, Niki Tsikaluk, and I'm here to grow together with you. Make sure that you share the space with your community, with your friends, because we are live. And today with me, I have a very good friend of mine, a person who represents fashion scene in France, in the whole Europe, a person who represents next decade brand, Alex, you're here, GM, GM. GM, Nikki, what's up? I'm doing amazing, as we were discussing with you before the show, just came back from New York. NFT NYC was amazing. I, I can still feel this energy of people on stage, off stage, and it feels like I had this amazing space for 400 plus people just three days ago, and here we are. I'm really happy that I'm starting my week strong together with you. Happy that you and the whole Next Decade family is here. Yeah, thank you. Um, I, I want to put you in trouble for two seconds. What was the best, NFT NYC or NFT Paris? <laughs> Ooh, my friend, you're putting me in real trouble. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> I, would put, I would put it this way. New York is completely different from Europe. I haven't been in New York for 15 years now. So for mm. me, it was almost like for the first time. I really enjoyed Paris and you know it because... There is a reason we're having this conversation yeah. with you. I enjoy Paris from art and fashion standpoint. There is nothing, in, in my sincere way, there is nothing as close, as good as Paris from the standpoint of fashion and art. So when we're talking about side events in this direction, definitely Paris. Other than that, NFT NYC, New York in general, is a massive city. There is a lot of good stuff to do. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. And I saw, I would say the, the people are very international. I saw the same face I saw in Paris, but in New York. Just the vibe was a bit different, I guess. I mean, that's the beauty of that three space. All you need to do is to know 100 people who are actively building, contributing, growing the space. And uh, most definitely, you'll see these people everywhere. So, yes. Yeah. From NFT NYC to Paris Blockchain Week to uh, NFT, uh, NFT Paris, NFC Lisbon, we're everywhere. You're everywhere enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about uh, this yesterday. I was like, without Web3, we wouldn't know each other. So that's quite fun. That's actually true. I want to give some context to our listeners the way how we connected with you was through Twitter. I do believe we connected with you some time ago through next decade because exactly. I was uh, I was speaker at a couple of your spaces. It was exactly a year ago, actually, spring yeah. of last year. And then during ECC... I was also a speaker out there in Paris, and I offered you to have this live show. And that time, you were interviewing me about my vision for 
physical slash digital fashion. We're having a very energetic conversation. Exactly. That was the first time I met you in person. And it's been a while for me to invite you to my show. As some of uh, my listeners might remember, you had to be on Origins XYZ episode 19, <laughs> which was back at NFT Paris, I believe, or even Paris Blockchain Look Summit. Yeah. But long, long, long story short, I got food poisoning from uh, oysters as always in Paris <laughs> and the show and the show was canceled yeah but not a problem not a problem three shows uh, later we're here we're having our discussion so I'm really happy that you joined me today my man <laughs> thank you Nikki. yeah Paris is a dangerous city you should be careful <laughs> too much food absolutely now now I know absolutely <laughs> yeah my man I want to have some friendly discussion with you today about your background before joining Web3 Space, because not everyone knows, but you have a very rich background. Some of the biggest designers, some of the biggest fashionistas might be envy uh, of where you're working with whom uh, you were working. So I want to talk about your background before joining the Web3 Space, combining this fashion and technology I want to hear your opinion about how Web3 fashion, how digital fashion is innovating and how Paris plays this central role in it, as well as I know that there is some upcoming updates and big news coming for next decade app. So I also want to hear today from you what can uh, your community expect from you in the upcoming months. But Let's start with a simple question. Let's take a step back a couple of years before you joined Web3. You've been a fashionista. You've been close to some of the biggest fashion houses, designers representing them for a very long time. And you weren't just working with clothes. You were working, you were working with implementation of technology into the fashion lines, into the fashion houses. Can you share with us what is your background story with fashion? How are you connected? Sure. Um, so I, so you are most probably talking about uh, my five years at Louis Vuitton. That I uh, exactly. I that, that is <laughs> exactly. Exactly, and. Yeah, it was super nice five years. I entered at Louis Vuitton after spending some time at Microsoft and Huawei, so with a tech background, uh, to create the first smartwatch of Louis Vuitton. Um, so IoT, Internet of Things products back in 2016, I think, something like that. And um, and yeah, we released the first version of, uh, of the smartwatch with... Uh, with a factory owned by Louis Vuitton, which is called La Fabrique du Temps in uh, Switzerland. And um, quickly, I started to work with the studios. So at Louis Vuitton, you know, there is two studios. There is a men's studio and women's uh, studio. And back in the days, it was uh, and it's still Nicolas Gisquier for uh, women. And it was Virgil Abloh for men. Um, I, I did work with Kim Jones uh, a few years before. And uh, yeah, that's it. I, I was just trying to bring the a new category of product on fashion shows, which was uh, connected products. And, um, and it went crazy when we started 
producing stuff for Virgil Abloh and then for Nicolas Jesquier. Um, and I learned a lot about design globally with them because, uh, as you know, they are, uh, they are, they were very, very talented and uh, they had crazy vision. When you, when you evolve uh, close to them, you learn so many things about design um, that you can't learn anywhere else. And more globally, Louis Vuitton is a crazy house of design. Inside, you have like very, very talented people that are teaching you so many things uh, about desirability, aesthetics, um, like a lot of different things. Yeah, I was about to tweet our space that we're live out here at the moment when you cut. It seems like <laughs> it seems like you brought something to traditional space, and I'm referring here to connected products, something that is having a very huge popularity right now in Web3 space. And obviously, I'm here referring to Gmoney's 90cc brand, which actually has a huge successful activation of uh, Iteration 3 drop, his cap, in New York last week. And for those who don't know, with the NFC chip, you can not just see the whole information about the product, the total supply, the production information, who issued it, who owned the NFT, who owned the product before. But what G-Money is doing right now with this connected or networked products, he is also allowing people to participate in different kind of uh, scavenger hunts, different kind of games where you uh, getting pop-ups or getting uh, scans of these NFC chips in your T-shirt or your cap or whatever comes next in his fashion line, uh, you're getting different points, which later on you can exchange for some NFTs, later on you can exchange for some uh, token-gated access activations or whatsoever. So what I'm trying to say is that something that is having a huge popularity right now, having this connection between technology and physical good in Web3 space, that's something that you innovated for Louis Vuitton, one of the oldest, one of the biggest fashion houses out there, years before joining Web3 Space. Can you elaborate a bit more about this? How did you get, where did you get this inspiration for the idea? Because I know you have been always a good friend with technology. You have been using technology before that. You have been innovating different brands. That's what, by the way, you're doing with Next Decade app right now where do you get this inspiration and idea to launch a new product line for louis vuitton um that's a good question uh, i think it's natural in a way i like i always wanted to see uh, this kind of product and i was with like very good people in terms of um, industrialization uh, hardware uh, marketing, design, they were like extremely good. And me, I was good at software and, and kind of connected hardware. So I was like, why not bringing my skills to your product? And it ended up being a connected product in a way um, because I wanted to contribute at the highest level of what I was able to do. And they were like really strong in their field. So when you mix people like that, very often you end up with uh, with new products. Um, and 
the company was always about uh, innovation. Like Louis Vuitton back in the day, back in the days, was an engineer and he was uh, an innovator. Uh, so th in the DNA of the, the house, you have the, the, the concept of uh, being a pioneer in everything you are doing. So each time we have, uh, we, I say we have, like I'm still working at Louis Vuitton, but each time we had fashion shows, we had to, to bring something new on the table and to try to have a vision that may not be relevant the, the year we, we do the fashion show and not understood, but like 10 years, uh, in the future, if we think, back about those products, we'll be like, okay, they were on point and, and they had the vision. And you were talking about G-Money and yes, what he's doing with his brand is crazy. He managed to create a narrative around this technology. And I think he's the fastest one uh, guy doing it in, in the space. Um, so, so it's quite impressive what he's doing. I, I think it's going to be one of the biggest brands uh, in few months or year because like he's understanding everything from uh, from also marketing, retail, consumer perspective, but also technology on, on technology side. So I think it's going to be one of the winners. And then obviously all the luxury brands. I, I used to work at uh, Aura Blockchain, um, which uh, which was created by LVMH and, and some other brands. And um, and I know for a fact that there is a lot of companies that have uh, products on-chain. So Gmoney is leading the Web3 on-chain thing for retail, I would say. And there is a lot of luxury brands that are going to come with this kind of uh, activation soon. Gmoney is definitely innovating in the space. And you remember we together were back in yeah. Paris at Danny's event. Uh, Daniela, yeah. It was Salon uh, 003 and Gmoney was there. We connected, we were chatting about what he's doing. And uh, even from there, it was what, like a bit more than a month ago. Mm. A lot has innovated, like the way how he's using this technology not just to connect people, not just to show some basic information about the product, which is already a lot. It, it, it's yeah. already cool. It's already dope. Something that 99% of brands don't do. But I do believe the fact that he is not uh, owned by hundreds of board members, the fact that he's known, uh, he don't have this hundreds of years of uh, experience on the market. That's something that makes he, his moves and actions in that free space much faster and smoother. Whenever we have this conversation with G, uh, he's concluding by saying that I will do it much faster. Maybe I won't do it better than them. Most probably they have more work power, they have more uh, sources, but I'll do it much faster. Because for me, I have the idea today, I make it real in a couple of days from now, in a couple of weeks. For this brand, it takes years to get some approval. And that's actually my next question to you, working at Louis Vuitton. And here we have a very rare case to learn from you all of this insight of how technology is innovated in the biggest fashion houses. How was it for you, like Louis Vuitton back in the days? How was it looking at all this innovation that are working, that are that is happening there? Because you were responsible for a small product line, and I do believe that since then Louis Vuitton didn't progress that much in 
the direction of blockchain and the direction of technology. How was it back then? Did it take you a lot of time to bring some of these innovations? Was the board, uh, were the directors open for these changes or they were considering it as a certain type of uh, risk, try it out, how it will play out, etc. Um, it's uh, I'm, I'm even going to integrate your previous feedback about G-Money and say how it's important what he's doing for luxury brands right now. Because yes, innovation in luxury brands is super hard. Um, uh, what is a, a brand, especially a luxury brand, it's almost only reputation. And what you don't want is to kill the reputation because you do something stupid. Uh, it happened a lot with communication campaign from many luxury brands recently. And now they are working super hard to get back this reputation. Um, so you do risks management and innovation. It's all about taking risks. Um, and Web3 Metaverse was super challenging for luxury brands because they take a lot of risk and they don't know what's going to happen if they do something in the space. Um, so it's almost impossible to do from the inside, except if you have either a CEO or uh, some VP that wants, uh, vice president that wants to move forward. So me, I, had, I was very lucky. I had uh, uh, crazy people like Franck Lemoyle or Eric Pradon, uh, Michael Burke, the CEO, uh, who wanted always to push uh, the innovation forward. And I had basically shortcuts uh, to release what I wanted. But the best part was the artistic director, the fact that Virgil and Nicola wanted to have those pieces on, on their fashion show uh, was game changer. Uh, if you don't have the studio, I think you have no one. It's design first, so you need to onboard them. And and with a new product like the one I used to do, it was very complex uh, to to move internally without the approval of those artistic directors. So I appreciate the fact that they took this risk. It went super well at the end. It was always the most uh, requested product and always a very huge uh, success in terms of uh, sales uh, because it was pure uh, social currency for uh, for people. Like if you had this, you were the coolest kid uh, on earth in a way. Um, but right now the space with luxury brands is hard because Web3 and Metaverse seems to be a bit slower than it used to be because uh, one year ago it was like crazy exploding everybody needed to do some metaverse and now it's a bit slower and those companies they will not innovate you so they need people like gmoney uh, kind of like what virgil did with streetwear to innovate uh, gain some traction show that there is a business and it's working well uh, find the pattern that are working and then the luxury, luxury brand will come and, and um, interpret this kind of uh, new pattern for this new generation. Uh, but if they don't have those entrepreneurs that are redefining how it's going to be the next years, it, it doesn't work. But right now, Jimoni is in a spot where uh, I think, and other creators like him, um, they will have some years to go through. And then it would be like almost the streetwear uh, five years ago. Something like that for them. Actually, really, really funny how from Alex Freak 
narrative who went <laughs> to this Jimani. Yeah, it seems like I'm having this conversation with Jimani, who actually was on my show just two weeks before. <laughs> but I'm trying to emphasize, and I do believe, Alex, you'll agree with me, is that what G is doing right now in this space is huge. So not to mention his name out there when we're talking about fashion brands joining Web3 space, it's just a crime. It's just exactly impossible. But I do believe enough of G will love him a lot. Yeah. But it's time to move to this Web3 narrative. But before that, I would love to still take a close look into what is happening in Web 2.5. Yeah. You already gave us a couple of insights about how challenging is it to get fashion brands into the Web3 space, how slow all these processes happen. But though, there's a couple of brands who are innovating the space already right now. I'm going to name just a few of them. Prada. Prada, uh, which G-Money is one of ambassadors, by the way, what a co coincidence, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Prada, <laughs> for a few years now, <laughs> they have their Prada capsules. Prada capsules that every month, once per month, uh, gives you the activation to get Prada limited edition uh, tee, t-shirt, or whatsoever for you by holding uh this nft this nft also by the way gives you some token gated access i know that right now literally two hours ago in milan started milano uh design week where prada is also having a huge presence and one yeah. of nft holders got a chance but randomly being selected to go there tommy halfiger I know that they have a huge presence, mainly thanks to Dressex team. So shout out to our friends out there who made their wearables digitally. So for example, uh, the Centerland uh, Metaverse Fashion Week that just happened three weeks ago. I do believe Tommy Halfiger was the biggest brand out there and they were doing amazing. Last but not least, Gucci. They're having some presence with Bordeaux clubs. They're having some present with, uh, presence with Vagmisan. So what I'm trying to say is that there is a lot of brands who are already in the space, brands who are trying to approach it from completely different ways. Digital wearables, token-gated access. I just came from VNG, UNXD dinner back in New York. So they are pushing this in real life narrative nevertheless you cannot say who is the real winner right now all the brands are trying to do something whether you like it or not but they already entered the space and year after year we'll see more and more brands and you better than anyone from us should know it should see i would love to ask you what are some of the brands in this web 2.5 space let's call it like this who are innovating the most right now? From whom can you learn? From whom can we learn how the digital fashion should be done in Web3 space? Um, so first you mentioned really specific brand like Prada. There is Lorenzo that, that is the true visionary at Prada. You can think also about uh, Tiffany where, where there is uh, Alexandra Arnaud. These kind of people they are very, very innovative and, and uh, they are risk takers. They like to try things and they truly believe in the space. So it's always easier when you have such ambassador internally uh, inside the brand. I think Gucci is the same. I know a bit less Gucci 
But on many topics, even sustainability and stuff, Gucci are, are leaders. So, is a leader, sorry. So, those are specific brands. There is also other brands that are doing a lot of things that are not visible right now. Um, but they are learning a lot and they are moving a lot. The, the most important thing for luxury brands right now is to train their employees. Um, the consumers, they might follow and they have enough power to, to be market maker and, and to actually create this space of uh, at, at least bring it to a business level, uh, the space of digital fashion and Web3 and metaverse aesthetics, etc. But uh, they need to train people internally and some people are a bit behind in terms of technology. And at the same time, the tools that uh, people have right now, and that's the topic also of my company, uh, but we are not the only one to do it, is the goal is to streamline a bit the experience because it's too hard right now. And like the brand of Gimony is, uh, sorry for talking about Gimony again, but um, is streamlining a bit the experience. Is that just the way? Yeah. Is that just the way how it, it, it goes? It's streamlining the experience. Uh, like MetaMask is not the right tool at all um, in terms of, of user experience. So that, that's why I'm working on this. In terms of retail experience, Gimony did some stuff. Uh, I know Daniel Aloftus from Drops is doing uh, like community experience that is uh, well done, I would say, with the right people, well curated, etc. So you have a lot of examples, but we need to streamline a bit the process because uh, right now the tooling is just not good for luxury. Um, and once people will handle it properly internally in those companies, then it will be easy to, to go to market uh, and do stuff. We had the same problem with uh, connected products at Louis Vuitton. The first smartwatch was working on uh, Wear OS by Google, so the operating system. And the first version, it was uh, Android Wear, and it was a nightmare to use in a retail store. And, and Google, they struggled to understand why it was a nightmare in terms of experience um, in stores. And they wanted to do everything as a framework, as a software for billions of users where luxury and fashion it's very often tailored for few clients really taste related so you can't really uh, skip the user experience part and and right now web3 is there is a lack of user experience i would say so far and you absolutely nailed it pretty right there is nothing new about hearing that Luxury brands and digital fashion is not there yet. Yeah. I mean, it's not offensive to anyone. That's, that's just how the reality looks like. I mean, you ask G-Money, you ask Megan Casper, you ask yeah. Kerry from Dressex, uh, from The Fabricant, or you ask Daria from Dressex, they will tell you the same. And I can tell you that because I ask that whenever I see them, Every week, every month, I'm asking the same question just to get whether we're getting there, whether something is changing there. And everyone is saying that not yet there. It's going to take years, if not more, for us to see the full potential of this digital narrative for luxury brands, for fashion houses. But the fact that we're trying, we're innovating, as you mentioned, a couple of brands, Drop, who is creating uh, by Danny creating this in real life narrative uh, or the fabric and graphics who are creating uh, VR, AR experience. 
this shows that this space is really versatile. That's dope to see different creators, different brands innovating in this space. I want to ask you a quick question about the latest event where actually a lot of these brands had a chance to showcase which tools they're using and how efficient are they, how Web3 user-friendly are there. And I'm talking about Metaverse Fashion Week, uh, which was organized by Decentraland, specifically Gigi, who organized it for the second edition. I do believe that almost all of the brands that we named with you today either participated or heard about it. Have you heard something about Metaverse Fashion Week? Uh, have you attended it? What's your take about the whole narrative? Um, uh, I'm, it might be controversial, but I'm not a big fan of it. doesn't mean that it's useless. It just means I'm not a big fan of it. I come from video games. Uh, I used to have a guild on World of Warcraft, etc. since many, many, many years. So when I see the state of online experience right now, I feel that it's a bit behind... Um, a bit behind what the gaming industry have. So me, I'm not a big fan personally, but uh, they are doing a lot of the required work to to make the space move forward. Because if nobody is trying to to fix some issues, of, like technological issues, it will never work. So I appreciate the fact that they are doing so many uh, stress tests to see if it works. For example, the biggest feedback I had is it's not working when I connect or there is too many people, it's crashing or et cetera, et cetera. And each time they do stress tests, they improve for the next event. Uh, so they can uh, welcome more people. They have less technical issues. They handle their software way better if it's Unity, Unreal or any like WebGL engine. So it's really the building phase right now. I think it's cool for a lot of people because they are not used to that uh, online experience. But me coming from MMORPGs, it's, it's kind of a spin-off of what I used to know back in the day. So I'm, I'm not really into it. Um, but I still appreciate the fact that they are doing that. Yeah, definitely. A lot will be changed in the upcoming years. And you being actively involved in the whole ecosystem allows you to be one of the first people who will adjust for these changes. Yeah, a couple of years ago, uh, it were PFPs, even I guess last year though. So, uh, <laughs> right now it's more value-based, like utility-based projects. Gaming is still there. No one heard anything big about gaming. I'm really excited about what Loopify is cooking out there. So. Just be there, just stick to what is happening in this field and uh, you'll be one of the first, specifically you and me who are that actively involved in everything that is happening in this digital fashion narrative. Yeah, and, and it's going to come. Huh? Um, me, my thesis right now is that um, you, you see games like Fortnite, Counter-Strike, etc. They, they have collectibles, which are not unchained collectibles. And we don't care. It can be unchained or not. We don't really care, especially with brands. People trust brands. So they, they will come to the unchained thing. They are already unchained anyway. Uh, maybe you are not, it's, it's not in your B2C wallet, but at least it's in the B2B supply chain part of the story. Um, but those companies, they don't have a game. 
so they can't really sell collectibles. Like if you buy a weapon on Counter-Strike or a skin on Fortnite, you can play in the game. But what's the game of, uh, I don't know, Gucci? What's the game of uh, L'Europiana? What's the game of Prada? They don't have a game. So it's not really, and you are talking about utility, there is no utility if you don't have your game. Um, and at the same time, you see all the problems with social networks right now that are very much text-based or video-based. And there is no 3D where like, people could use those uh, assets and, and flex in a way, have social currency. Uh, so I think those Metaverse Week, etc., they are trying to get there. And, and I'm sure they will find a way to get there. Um, because those brands, they need their game in a way, which might not be a game, but just a social place where you can hang out and, and discuss digitally, the same you are doing in real events. It's going to be kind of the new social network. But those brands, they need someone to maintain this game where people can use stuff. Um, it's actually the same thesis than Decentraland or, or Sandbox. Um, and and I'm, I can't wait for that because the, also the social network space is a bit outdated to me. Elon Musk is trying to do something with Twitter, but I don't see much 3D coming through it uh, in the near future. And 3D is very important. Twitter... Twitter is going nuts these yeah. days. Let's be honest, it's such a fun watching what is happening exactly. right there. But what you just said to summarize this Web 2.5 narrative is that traditional brands entering the space cannot do it in a traditional way. There is exactly. no way this community, Web 3 native people, or all of us who already got used to this space, will consume them in the same way. There need to be some experienced-based values. There need to be some gamified element. The games that Alex was talking about right now, it doesn't mean that Louis Vuitton or Dior or Gucci right now need to create this game or whatsoever. What Alex is trying to say is that there need to be some fun for the end users to innovate in this space together with the brand, to have some decision-making rights, to have some exactly. fun while evolving your digital wearable, your NFT, connecting physical with digital goods. And it can come in different ways. It can come through token-gated events. It can come through some NFT drops, etc. But what needs to happen there, some innovation through the lens of Web3 uh, space. Absolutely, I appreciate you sharing this, Alex, because I do believe that the <laughs> perfect way to introduce this digital fashion in battery space, which we just figured out is not yet there, but some things that you guys are doing with Next Decade app, and I do believe I have been there from one of the first days I have been yeah. watching you evolving from one product to a completely different, broader, more interesting technology out there. Let's talk about Next Decade app. Please introduce to the audience who still don't know what do you do there, guys, and through which changes you have gone in the last year, because it feels like everything that we have just discussed, it was a preparation for people to understand what Next Decade app brings not just to fashion market, but also to art market, to the whole Web3 space with this 
fashion touch as you coming originally from the fashion space, which can be felt very well through your app. Please introduce the app and uh, let us know what were some of the changes going throughout this time. Sure. Um, thank you. Thank you for the introduction. So next decade, uh, I created it with a vision that in 10 years um, and before Mark Zuckerberg, so don't expect the same drama, uh, metaverse will be a thing and especially digital social currency. Uh, I think I think people will communicate a lot with digital assets uh, in 10 years and it will be basically what you represent. It used to be like, are you a father? Are you a mom? Uh, what is your job? What is your position? It went to how many followers do you have on Instagram? How many followers do you have on Twitter? And I think it's going to move to something else. And I wanted to build uh, a platform for luxury brands uh, because this is what I know. And I love the craftsmanship of it, uh, the attention to detail and the extremely uh, crazy quality uh, provided by them. I was like, okay, let's create something digital because the digital space of luxury is not that great. And let's get ready for the next 10 years. Um, so we started to leverage two technologies, blockchain and 3D, which is super hard to find in one company. Very often you, you have a 3D people or a blockchain people, but you never have both at the same place. Um, and even if you have 3D people, they are not necessarily designers. Uh, you have text 3D people and it end up doing uh, things like the metaverse of Mark Zuckerberg, so not, not so beautifully made. Or you have beautiful designers but uh, that are making beautiful things, but uh, technically there is no utility, there is nothing, it's not connected. So the goal was to create this space, especially in Paris, because uh, we have a nice blend of uh, technology, blockchain and, and design. Um, so we spent the last year building um, our engine, which is uh, based on Babylon JS in 3D. Uh, created by Microsoft, and uh, and now the platform is almost ready. I would say the engine. Now we are building the features for the end user, and uh, the vision was always to have to put in contact the end users with the brands. Uh, for this, we wanted to create the wallet, uh, not not in a crypto uh, sense like uh, MetaMask, private key, public key, but more. Uh, like in a game when you have you have your bad backpack, like in Pokemon or I don't know any MMORPG, you have your stuff, you have your inventory, and I wanted to do something like that, but for mainstream. Uh, and in order to do that, you need two things: you need um, an avatar for the user to incarnate, and it's not easy to work on the avatar topic because very often people they go super far with the avatar. But one of the key learning of gaming and Web3 is that it's cool if they have a common threat, the avatar, to to create a, a sense of community. So not too elaborate and not too complex and, and with some uh, some common uh, things like in Bored Ape, you are all an ape. So there is a community effect to it, for example. And then uh, the, met the metaverse, or the, the word is maybe not the best, but you need an environment. If you have an avatar, you need an environment. And uh, and if you have the avatar and the environment, then you need one last thing, which which is what Next Decade is doing, a wallet to receive notification, have quests, 
have your stuff, send stuff to your friends, receive message, um, like operate what you have and what you will do, like kind of your iPhone in the metaverse to manage everything. Um, so right now we are helping brands to create their metaverse because we need nice environment. We are coming with an avatar um, project which is not a PFP or whatever. It's just, it helps you to go in, in our metaverse and have like games, uh, events, etc. And uh, the wallet will be distributed to all the people that are uh, registering on the platform to have this experience around brands and uh, together between people. So it's exactly the platform that I'm seeing for uh, brands to engage with users and for users to engage with brands and together. Um, but it's very long to build. So we are uh, iterating slowly <laughs> and we are also following the pace of luxury brands because we are uh, working with uh, many of them and uh, because business-wise it makes sense. We are following what they are doing, taking the feedback and trying to implement what they see and what we see in a final product to be ready, uh, and I think the space will come back by the end of this year, beginning of next year. So yeah, that's pretty much it, a wallet uh, for digital activation. And I strongly believe, based on what you were showing me, all these updates, and once again, I'm seeing Alex almost every month, over the second month, just to yeah. see what is the update, just to check out how is the company doing? I do believe that your approach of taking it slow to adjust for Web3 changes and to go at the same pace with all these luxury brands is the best possible approach because you don't want to make them afraid of all these innovations, all this technology, all these huge changes that they need to make to their brands to enter the Web3 space. No. You want to take it slowly. You want to make this transition. As you remember, our podcast started with traditional brands yeah. in Web2 space, then moving to Web2.5 by touching the water, by feeling the environment. And only then moving fully into Web3 space with all the community aspects, all the digital interaction of NFT, crypto wallet, metaverse, etc. So I really believes that your approach of updating your app by bringing new features month after month, quarter after quarter is the best possible way because you also need some showcases. You need some success cases of people joining the Web3 fashion space so that more and more brands can join. You were saying that you had and you still have close relationship with Louis Vuitton, I know that you were also in close contact with a couple of other fashion houses out there, and you slowly but steadily bringing them to the space is the very right way to approach this Web3 narrative. Yeah, and our biggest user base is from those companies right now because they are using internally the wallet, and uh, we won a lot of deals compared to other companies that are super known, actually. Uh, just because we were designed first and we had, we had this 3D capacity of doing things, but without any download. You don't have to download any app. Absolutely love it. 
Absolutely love it. That's the right approach. I see that Alexia just joined us and uh, Alex, you should absolutely remember <laughs> Alexia because she was with us at uh, Denny's drop of event. Of course I know Alexia. <laughs> she was the most beautiful lady out there. Of course, after Denny, Denny, you were number one. But Alexia was with me in New York uh, and we also had a couple of chats with her about how to take this digital fashion, this Web3 fashion narrative to a whole new level that VCs, brands, traditional houses, they're still not there. They still don't understand it fully. So slowly but steadily is the way. What is the way of you approaching this luxury brands? How do you present yourself? Do you make uh, a huge focus on you previously being connected with one of the biggest fashion houses and now leading your own brand on Web3, or you introduce them from a whole new perspective that, hey, I'm an expert in the Web3 space, I have this company, I have these connections, let's try to build something new with you. Mm, I, my, my background certainly helped, and, and I know a lot of people that are bridging me with luxury brands, so it's, it's easier, I, I guess. It, but it's more the way we are talking to them. Uh, I see many uh, companies or startups that are, are startups that are bringing their own problems on the table, saying, "Yeah, but you know, we don't have uh, this, or it's complex, etc." So when luxury brands they, they hear that, they are like, "Oh, well." Uh, so if you are bringing problems, I guess I'm not going to work with you. Or it's like super huge company. Okay, we're going to do a smart contract. You need to take decision. You can change your mind if you change and you lose the private key. Your business is dead, etc., etc. So, I'm I'm just like I did at Louis Vuitton, trying to bring confidence on the table. Say, don't worry, it's going to be fine. We anyway manage all the scope from blockchain to design, uh, technically. Of course, you control the design. I'm not trying to control the design, but still, we bring relevant design on the table but we understand the role of an artistic director and we never touch this position we never challenge it and um and yes since we are talking the same way they are like okay uh, let's go let's try something so it's it's quite easy to work with them the only thing is that they take time and if you are not prepared as a startup you might die uh trying to go with luxury brands because they take time. It's a long cycle, like in real estate, for example. Okay, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love the approach, my man. Since we're about to finish our energetic discussion here today, I want to give you a couple of minutes just to share with the audience what is next for Next Decade app? What is next for Alex? In particular, because we chatted today about all these updates that are coming for your app, working on the wallet. And I know that it has been half of work for you in the last, what, half a year, maybe even more. I know that some big changes are coming to the metaverse way, the way you approach it. And I know that some of the biggest brands are about to join you very soon as well. Yeah. But I also want to hear what is next for you. How are you planning to innovate the space? How are you planning to stay among these top players? As we are mentioning uh, G-Money a couple of times earlier today, I do believe personally 
maybe I'm a bit biased because we're well connected, but I do believe personally that you are in a certain way at the same level as G. The only difference is that he has hundreds of thousands of followers out there and everyone just knows his face. He's at every conference, he's everywhere. You are the silent builder who is not leaving his place before the product is done, before the product is ready. So what's next for you, my friend? What's next for next decade? <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, but I, I guess it's because I'm uh, at the end an introvert because uh, I spend too much time behind the computer. I like to the, the product talk for me and I'm not very good in terms of uh, narrative, I would say. Um, I prefer the product saying everything and I used to see that in luxury when you have a beautiful product like the conversation is just easier and this is the way I like to do things so I'm, I'm going to continue doing this basically some nice brands and artists are coming uh, in few days I think weeks maybe but days most probably uh, uh, starts with a, it starts with a D uh, the brand I, I leave you here and uh, and uh, yeah, they are going to come on the platform, release their first experience, which is beautiful. I think I think we've never touched such an high level in terms of Web3, uh, WebGL design. We were talking with Microsoft uh, recently. They told us that in terms of WebGL, it's the most beautiful experience they've seen so far. So I'm really excited to release it. And um, yeah, we're going to try to bring some stuff to the culture for a while, for a few months. And uh, when the market will be here, I think seeing the luxury brand, it should come by the end of the, the year. Uh, we will start uh, seriously to, to grow uh, with them. But meanwhile, we're going to still build what we need to build. And we are coming in a few days also with avatars and the wallet as a 3D device. <laughs> And I'm, I'm trying to bring this concept of virtual device. So it's not virtual machine like servers, cloud, etc. It's more virtual device that should exist in the real life, but they don't exist. And we design them like they should exist in the real life, but with software capabilities. So we are going to release a lot of virtual device um, in the coming uh, days and weeks to, to try to move the space uh, forward uh, in terms of user experience. That is the way. I absolutely love hearing all the changes, specifically me knowing what is the brand that is coming to you later this week. And I know how long you've been working with this brand, how long you were trying to get some of the biggest brands out there. So it's like personal from the bottom of my heart. Congratulations to you. <laughs> You did an amazing work. I remember the last time we were having breakfast with you back in Paris. That's actually when you announced it. And I was like, oh, damn, this is huge. <laughs> Other than that, man, I also want to highlight the fact that you being from Paris yeah. gives you a lot of value. You are well connected with all of these brands. Actually, Paris right now, and once again, we have Alexia in the audience who will not allow me to lie, but Paris <laughs> is the center of fashion right now. And facts, the fact that Web3 scene is huge in Paris right now, it also makes this digital fashion, Web3 fashion narrative stronger and better. So share a couple of insights of what is happening in Paris right now and how does it help you to grow personally and uh, next decade 
thanks to the fact that you're based out there? Um, I would say it's all the initiative that you see. So a lot of events. Connecting is the most easiest thing I've ever seen in Paris right now. Uh, what is cool is that the brands, the brands are playing the game. Uh, they are uh, meeting people, meeting startups, because they know they need strong partnership with the right uh, startups and creators uh, to to prepare the coming years uh, to understand what's happening. So it's super cool in terms of uh, networking. And um, in terms of craftsmanship, what is the most important for me is that I see new profiles. And the most important for me, um, people that are able to do 3D in terms of modeling, uh, texturing, so like, and also creative, artistic direction. So purely design, I would say, even though texturing and modeling is kind of technical. You have the people that are implementing those things in 3D engine, such as Unreal, Unity, Babylon GS, 3GS. And you have the developers that are connecting everything into blockchain. There is profile in Paris that are managing the three at the same time, and you have specialized profiles also, so hybrids and, and experts. Um, the fact that we have those resources in Paris makes a huge difference because I've seen in other countries, it's very vertical. You have the developers of web, you have the developers of apps, you have the developers of uh, 3D, then you have the designers, and they never work together. In Paris, it's a blend. And I think that's the most important thing for Paris um, ecosystem. Absolutely love it. And I do believe that it's the best possible way for us to end today's show. My friend, you shared a lot of insights <laughs> of connecting this Web2 fashion houses with Web3 space, even though it's not there yet, but you are one of those people who is innovating the space, one of those people who is making the change to make it happen in the upcoming years. I absolutely love your energy. I absolutely love and support what you're doing with Next Decade app. I'm really grateful for the fact that you are my friend, apart from all stuff that happens in Web3, because it's just a pleasure to watch you growing, to watch you innovating, to watch you enjoying what you do. What is the key word out here? Alex, thank you very much for coming today. Uh, it was nothing but pleasure for me to share the stage with you today, my friend. Thank you, Nikki. It was super nice. I saw also that uh, you made crazy progress in terms of interview. I wanted to tell you uh, because... Uh, you did a lot and I can feel it. <laughs> so it's super nice. Thank you so much, Nikki. Absolutely love it, my man. You were amazing. I want to say huge thanks to the audience who were today yeah, with us. I see team. I see my friend Buddy. I know that Alexia joined before Hannah. Guys, everyone who joined us today, thank you very much for being with us. Origins XYZ. We'll be back next Tuesday, 2 p.m. GMT, as always, with another amazing players of digital fashion from Mutani and Artisan to find out what are some of, some of the drop ideas that they are working on and how do they look at the digital fashion scene. Alex, thank you very much for being here today with us. <laughs> you are amazing. See you in the metaverse. Thank sir. you. Thank yeah. you. Bye. Ciao. Thank you, everyone.